Kumusta, Texas, U.S., Philippines, Canada, Australia, U UAE, United Arab Emirates, at sa lahat ng mga lugar pa sa buong mundo kung saan man kayo naroon. Uh, welcome sa Usapang Off the Record. Samahan niyo ko sa isang oras na kwentuhan, usapan with our special guest for today. I am your host, Eileen Ligotizan. I'm an attorney licensed here in the state of Texas and in the Philippines. And I'm the managing partner of the Ligotizan Law Firm based here in Houston, Texas. Isang magandang morning, afternoon, and evening sa lahat ng mga nanonood sa atin ngayon dito sa live show sa Usapang Off the Record. Sa mga madalas ating nakakasama. Uh, nakakakwentuhan, nagka-comments, nagpaparamdam. Uh, we are very grateful na hanggang ngayon ikasama eh, nyo pa rin kami mula sa simula hanggang sa huli. At syempre tayong mga bago nating mga kaibigan uh, na nanonood, kasama natin ngayon sa live show. Maraming salamat because I know, we know here sa Usapang of the Record na napakaraming yung pwedeng magawa today pero pinili ninyo na samahan kami dito sa live show. Kaya magparamdam na kayo by posting your comments. Shout out sa ating comment box because we're gonna read your comments, your shout outs, and even questions later on or throughout the show, of course. And um, uh, yes. And of course, may nagpaparamdam kasi ko. That's why I'm sorry about that. Yes, I'm very, very excited today kasi maganda ang ating talakayan. And you know, usapang of the record, I live stream sa Facebook and YouTube ng Roof Chamber Radio Pinoy. Kaya like, subscribe, follow Roof Chamber Radio Pinoy YouTube channel and Facebook page. At alam nyo ba na tayo ay livestream na rin sa aking Facebook account. Kaya sa aking mga mga friends sa Facebook at mga followers, sana samahan nyo kami every Friday, 9pm Central Time, 7pm yan Pacific Time, at 10pm naman Eastern Time. And of course, sa Pilipinas, yan ay Sabado na, alas 10 ng umaga. Kaya post comments, ask questions, bati na mga kaibigan, at gusto ko sana na maging actively engaged kayo sa ating discussion. Marami tayong pwedeng matutunan. Ang ating purpose sa show is to inspire everybody, especially the Filipino-Americans, All over the world, or just the the Filipinos, or you ma nasa Canada, nasa Australia, nasa ibang bansa. Alam mo, I love to feature our Filipino Americans lawyer dito sa sa US at sa ibang bansa because I want you to see how they, you know, they prosper here or wherever they are. Uh, in their profession, in their field, and later on, we also have we will also have guests, na uh, from other professions, because I want you to see that um, we are global now. Filipinos, we are global. We can be somebody. We can be big time, but it depends on us how we are going to look at the challenges in our lives, because challenges will always be there. It's just uh, it's a matter of how you deal with it and what you do with whatever talents and um, you know opportunities that you have. Kaya sana may inspire kayo sa ating episode every Friday dito sa US and Saturday sa Philippines. At kung hindi nyo kami makasama during the live show, ay mapapakinggan nyo naman kami sa Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
uh, Overcast, Pocketcast, and Listen Notes. Kaya kahit anong ginagawa ninyo, pwede nyong balik-balikan yung mga ating previous uh, shows kasi marami naman talaga kayo mapupulot doon. Hindi nyo man kailan ng mga information sa ngayon. But you may need it later on or maybe you have friends or families or somebody that you know na may need that legal knowledge. Um, then you can share it with them because that is our purpose is to share knowledge, educate others of what we're doing and inspire you to, you know, step up your game and be uh, successful in whatever field you, you, you chose in your life. Yeah. Okay? At uh, syempre, uh, ngayon ay May 7 na sa Philippines. May 6 pa lang sa amin dito. Alam ko, May 7 na dyan sa inyo. So, two days from now, anong mangyayari? Election na. Naku, pag uh, election eh, napakaraming pwedeng mangyari. Uh, but this is what I want to tell you. Please exercise your uh, your rights. Go out and vote. Um, of course, uh, we would love to see everybody exercise um, your right. Kasi mahirap mayaman, isa lang ang boto natin. Diyan tayo pantay-pantay-pantay. Kaya kailangan gamitin natin ito ng tama. Pero alam nyo, ano man ang kalabasan ng eleksyon, ay, uh, ang hanggad lang naman talaga natin ay mapaunlad ang ating bayan. At magkaisa, alam ko na maraming mga naging, nagiging issues during election, mga, mga kaibigan na nagiging na unfriends sa Facebook, yan, na nag-ghost, wala mga ganyan, or nag-aaway-aaway, nagtatalo. At the end of the day, mga kaibigan, mga tagapakinig, mga audience and listeners, mga kababayan, ay isa lang naman ng ating um, uh, purpose. Ay, isa lang naman natin ang, ang ating gusto ay magkaroon ng kaunlaran sa ating bayan. Uh, kaya sana after election, ano man ang kalabasan, ay magkaisa pa rin ang lahat uh, para sa kaunlad ng bayang Pilipinas. Ayan. Alright, so... Ha, election, very interesting. Sana magkaroon tayo ng mapayapang election, peaceful election. Yun lang ang ating uh, pinapagdasal na sana ay uh, maging maayos ang uh, uh, election sa Philippines. Yan. Um, <laughs> okay, vote, uh, vote for president daw ako. No, I'm not running for president. <laughs> uh, malabo. Okay, anyway, for today's episode, alam ko excited na kayo dahil pag-uusapan natin how to protect your privacy and of course, empower the community through data. Alam nyo, data-data, usapan dyan, lahat data yan. Uh, and when we say privacy, uh, napaka-importante yan sa isang tao because that is your your uh, privacy, that is your data, that is your information. So, kailan nating malaman kung ano-ano ba ang mga importanteng dapat nating tandaan when we are getting online, when we are accessing our emails, um, what what are we sharing really to the world? Yeah. So, sasagutin natin ang mga katanungan gaya ng what is electronic discovery? You know, uh, we will try to um, explain this later on. Of course, ang ating guest ay siyempre, yan ang kanyang practice. So she, he can give us really good information. Uh, like for example, what is data privacy? Uh, why should you not use your work email for personal business? Important yan dahil marami sa atin na nagtatrabaho nag, sa mga companies. Um, and uh, you know that uh, they have strict policies. Bakit kaya? So, alamin natin. Siguro may ideas na kayo, pero baka meron pa tayong mapulot na kaalaman sa ating guest for today. Uh, at syempre pa, kung business, business owner ka naman, what do business owners need to know in terms of uh, uh, privacy? And how can you protect your own personal data? 
lalamang yung sa mga kasa, uh, katanungan na sasagutin ng ating guest for today. Kaya bago natin simula na nat- ang ating usapan, let me introduce our guest for today. Um, okay, so here it is. Our guest is an attorney practicing at the intersection of law and technology. He is a product counsel at Tayo. Like us, Tayo, a virtual, which is a virtual help desk providing COVID-related resources for underserved, under underserved, sorry, underserved communities, especially those who are of Filipino descent. He also performs data privacy consulting and management services for startup founders, small businesses, and institutional clients. Additionally. Our guest sits as a federal appointee on the Illinois State Advi- Advisory Committee of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. And um, Isapa, he has worked as a staff attorney in the litigation group of an AMLAW 100 firm. Yeah. Uh, well, ito pa ang napaka-important dapat nating malaman sa ating guest for today. Very, very much involved siya sa uh, community. He serves on the AABA, Asian American Bar Association Board. He is immediate past president of the Filipino American Lawyers Association of Chicago. Uh, kilala bilang Fala, Chicago. And a founding board member and current at large trustee of the National Filipino American Lawyers Association, nakilala namang Enfala. Na ako din naman ay member doon, and I'm proud to be a member of that. Uh, he also presides as board chair of the Alliance of Filipinos for Immigrant Rights and Empowerment, or AFIRE, uh, which is a grassroots nonprofit that organizes the Philippinex. Filipina, Filipino community around issues of social, racial, and economic justice. Uh, at it's a pang dapat nating malaman sa ating uh, guest for tonight or for today. He is an alumnus of the Filipino Young Leaders Program na kilala bilang PhilPro. At syempre, bibigyan niya tayo ng magandang information, importanteng information na dapat nating malaman about PhilPro later on. Ang PhilPro nga ay isang, uh, is a U.S.-Mexico Leaders Initiative. Um, at also si ang ating special guest ngayon ay um, nas, uh, alum, kasama din siya sa National Asian Pacific American Bar Association na kilalang na PABAL Leadership Advancement Program and uh, he is a former National Conference of Bar Presidents and CBP Diversity Scholar kaya sabi ko sa inyo marami tayong mapupulot na kaalaman mula sa ating special guest for tonight kaya naman or for today kaya naman samahan niyo ko i-welcome natin si attorney Mark Calaguas usapang of the record Hello, Attorney Mark. Good evening, Aileen. Good evening. Yes, good evening here in the U.S. You know, they can watch us everywhere. So, we, you know, it's uh, daytime somewhere <laughs> in another place. <laughs> yeah, so uh, why don't you greet our, our, our uh, kababayan na nanonood sa atin today? Sure. Um, kamusta kayo lahat? Um, I'm um, here coming to you from Chicago, a longtime Chicago resident, but... Uh, I grew up uh, in Michigan. Uh, my parents um, immigrated uh, here in the 70s. So I'm second generation. I was born and raised just outside Detroit in the suburbs. Um, my dad, uh, his family, his side is from uh, Pampanga, around the uh, Angola City uh, area. Um, and then my mom uh, grew up in Manila. But uh, her dad was also um, Kapampangan. Um, and so 
like I said, I was born and raised um, just there in the suburbs of Michigan. Um, grew up there and went to school there uh, through college. So I attended the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And then right after that, I moved to Chicago for law school. Uh, and uh, I've been here since, and this is where I have uh, made my career. Wow, I'm so sorry. I'm like drinking water because here in the U.S., it's it's uh, springtime. Oh, I have allergy. <laughs> well, you have yours. Yeah, look, I have my water too, and I'm uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm listening. You're so Kapangpangan, um, very interesting um, place because I know that Kapangpangans they're really good in. Um, uh, they have this special uh, delicacy there in Kapampangan. So tell me about your favorite Filipino dish there. Must be a Kapampangan um, dish. Well, you know, there, there's sort of the most famous one, right? Sisig. Um, can't go wrong with, uh, you know, sizzling pork. Um, of course, sisig, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so can you cook? Do you cook a Filipino dish? Have you tried? Yeah, you know, more so in the pandemic, you know, spending a lot of time at home. Um, I mean, I love to eat. So basically, that's my motivation for cooking. Um, and so, yeah, I, I try different recipes um, pretty regularly. Um, I, you know, um, uh, growing up, um, adobo, actually, you know, a lot of people um, kind of look back and have very fond memories of it. Um, it's actually not my favorite uh, Filipino dish. I'm more into like sinigang and kare um, kare. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, when I, when I, in recent years, I found out that you know, um, adobo is regional, right? So yes, <laughs> different different provinces, different towns, different families have their own ways of doing it. Yeah, uh, and, different and, versions. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now, personally, for my taste, I, I do um, I put the coconut milk in there because because I love coconut milk. So adobo sa, sa gata is uh -huh. yeah yeah interesting. Uh, this is the second time I heard of that. Um, I I don't know if it's uh, Tony Rabo said that last time, but I haven't tried it. But my adobo, the adobo that I love is uh, I want it a little bit salty and mm. sweet. You know, that's my type of ado uh, adobo. Yeah. So, um, wow, interesting. Um, pancit, how about pancit? <laughs> oh, all of it. You know, there's very little that okay. I don't eat. And, okay. and I try everything at least once. So I'm Okay, very... now here's a question. Um, balot, have you? Sure. Absolutely, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Because I've seen a, some people, they can just, uh, you know, I told them, just don't look at it. Just eat it. Because <laughs> if you look at it. You know, there's some emotions maybe. Yeah, well, you <laughs> know, the it, you know, when I was really young, I actually took a really big bite out of it. So I didn't realize, you know, that what the chick looked like. It was only maybe my second or third time later where I didn't take as much of a big bite. And then I saw the little, you know, head and I realized, <laughs> oh, okay, that's why some people are a little uncomfortable about this. But by then, you know, I already had tried and enjoyed it. So I'm like, okay, you know. So uh, that's a good first experience because yeah. you know it changed your it changed your um, perception of it. So it's like yeah, it, it's more of like the taste, not the looks. Well, you know, we eat. You know, a lot of people they eat the egg, uh, they eat the, the the chicken. You know, and this is just the uh, the in between stage. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm interesting. I'm interested in when you said um, second generation. Some of the Filipinos who are watching here right now, maybe not. They may not understood what is a second generation. Want to explain more about about that? And also, um, what is your uh, what Filipino culture have you observed at home in in you know what you like when you're growing up? Sure. Um, 
So I think, you know, some of the, class, the common classifications, right, for, for immigration is, you know, first generation is, you know, somebody who's, who's born in another country and mm -hmm. then, you know, um, uh, moves um, to the U.S. Uh, uh, usually as, a, you know, maybe as an adult uh, that stage. Um, second generation is uh, born here. Born here. So your parents um, immigrated here. Uh, and then there is, you know, I've heard, you know, the term 1.5. Uh, Wait, what is 1.5 like? What? It's somebody who um, who moves here, you know, maybe like in, in like teenage years, so so okay. an adult, and so they have early memories, you know, of, of the Philippines, but you know, um, maybe like the, the the latter half of their youth is spent uh, in the U.S. So uh, a mm -hmm. little bit more different experience than than a full, you know, kind of first generation or somebody who kind of has no memory. Of that's growing up. Yeah. yeah, that's very true because, you know, when like, for example, you, if you moved here when you're probably two years old, four years old, or let's say seven years old, you will still have probably memories of your of the Philippines. Um, maybe the language you still know it's easy. It's easier to remember and, you know, kind of use it. Uh, then if you were born here, like totally, you have no assimilation <laughs> in, the, uh, in the Filipino, in the Philippines. So uh, when was the last time you were in the Philippines? Uh, the last time was in 2016. Um, okay. It was for... Not so long ago. Yeah, not, not so long ago. Um, and it was for, you had mentioned PhilPro, so th that program. Yes. Um, I mean, we can kind of get into it, you know, further, you know, uh, later on, but yes. basically, you know, it's an annual program that uh, takes 10 to 15 young professionals uh, here uh, in the U.S., Phil Ams, um, and uh, sends them for a week immersion uh, in, in the Philippines where they, you know, they meet with leaders, you know, in government, in business, nonprofits, the arts, uh, to basically kind of strengthen and build that bridge, you know, between uh, the two countries, you know, mm -hmm. through um, through the second generation or, or the Balik Bayan. Um, and then in order to then kind of foster continued um, collaborations after that. So um, a lot of the alumni come back and they work on, you know, projects uh, that either, you know, um, um, help advance uh, the immigrant community here or even, you know, uh, go back uh, to the Philippines to, you know, start businesses or, you know, establish nonprofits uh, and the like. Uh, and so it's a really great uh, group of alumni. Um, it's, uh, we have 84 now. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, actually, we've not been adding to that because the last two years we haven't been able to, to travel again. Mm -hmm. um, that might change this year, but um, also in response to that, we have kind of opened up uh, our membership um, there uh, to the general public. So anybody who's interested in, in connecting and networking, um, you know, uh, all over the country uh, with other Filipinos and Philams, um, you know, we're really excited that we're kind of ramping up um, our, our programming, you know, you know, to serve um, our community. A very interesting organization. Whatever you're doing there is really, uh, you know, it's amazing. Um, actually, I started spreading the news <laughs> to some Filipino leaders, youth here in, in, in Houston, and they're excited to know more about it. And I'm pretty sure you're going to give us more information later on as we, uh, you know, as we talk about it um, during the show. But, you know, I, I, you're truly 
you're amazing, Mark. Um, attorney Mark, you're truly amazing, inspiring. There's so much that you're doing for the community. Uh, aside from your, of course, your professional uh, work as an attorney, you're doing so much for the community. And um, I'm wondering, really, like, what do you do during your spare time? If you do have spare time, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, as you uh, can tell by my background here, um, I love music. So, um, you know, when I can, uh, obviously, you know, the pandemic did kind of put a halt to that a little bit. But, you know, we're opening up again. But um, I like to go out and enjoy uh, live music, um, DJs, you know, um, I'm really into dance music. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm here in Chicago, which is the birthplace of house music. And so ah. fortunate <laughs> to uh, be surrounded uh, by that. So a lot of music. Um, I also, food, food um, is really important to me. Um, You're a foodie. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll admit to it. Yeah. I, I just like me. Don't yeah, it, be proud it. of it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> making it um, to some degrees of success, depending, but um, really eating it and, and learning about it. Yeah. So for me, uh, you know, when uh, a uh, meal is a social event and you enjoy the meal, not just for the purpose of filling up your tummy. So, you know, like I'm so hungry, but I love enjoying the taste of, you know, the, the food, how it's cooked and to know more about how, you know, the background of the food itself. So here in Houston, we have like a whole uh, entire street of uh, different restaurants, Mexican, um, Chinese, uh, Vietnamese, Filipinos. And it's just so amazing to hop from one restaurant to another every week, you know, like, um, like a goal that <laughs> you set for yourself, uh, looking for some authentic restaurants. Yeah, it's true. Well, um, okay. Uh, I know that uh, uh, we have a very interesting topic uh, to, to talk about today. And um, but before we we jump into the discussions, the legal, the serious discussions about our topic, let's pause for a short break, and um, we'll you know we'll 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 talk about it after the break. So stick around. Hello to everyone from Roof Chamber Radio. I'm encouraging all of you to stay here, stay in this chamber. You want to be inspired, you want to be encouraged. This is where it's at. And we're all going to need this, especially, you know, in this new year that we're in. We don't know what's up for tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen next week or next month. But I believe that when you gather with people who believe in the power the faithfulness and the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is power in that in itself. So stay here. Stay in the roof chamber radio. Be inspired. Be encouraged. And let's all go through life, not on our own, and more than just with each other, but let's speak the faith. Let's share the faith. Let's live by faith and let's walk by faith. God bless you all, everyone from Roof Chamber Radio. And we're back and we still have attorney Mark Calagos here with us sa usapang of the record. At sa mga uh, kasama natin ngayon, uh, magparamdam na, post your um, shoutouts, your comments, questions. At uh, kung may katanungan kayo kay attorney Mark, uh, i-post na yan and we will read it and I'm pretty sure he's excited too to answer those questions. And uh, we have a comment here um, from Rusty Lopez. 
Okay, hello, Rusty. Here's uh, his question, Mark. Attorney Mark is uh, he's asking, what are the challenges that you have encountered growing up in terms of school, work, and uh, social, maybe community? That is for you. Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, maybe one thing that sticks out, right, is um, when, especially when you grow up where, you know, in, in this part of the country, is you are definitely a minority, um, um, even, you know, more so than, say, in, in California, right, or in you know, or New York. Um, you know, we do, uh, you know, we do have a Filipino, a sizable Filipino community, you know, um, in Detroit, but but still, you know, in at growing up in school, um, definitely from, you know, elementary through middle school, I was at most uh, maybe one of two uh, Filipinos in any given year. So you're always aware that you're different, you know, um, sometimes it's subtle, you know, uh, sometimes it's, it's more apparent, you know, in terms of, you know, people making fun of you or, or being excluded. Um, and it's also, um, you know, having a foot in two different worlds, right? So when you're at home, you know, at least my parents, they um, were very much in touch, you know, with, with the culture, you know, and the values, you know, and even kind of the, you know, kind of the, the cultural background that they bring with them, right? Um, but then once you, you know, um, leave the house and you're in school and you're in work, you know, it's, it's, it's different, you know, um, and it's not good or bad. It's just, a, you know, it's a different um, way of engaging with the world of how people relate, you know? Um, and I think, um, you know, that for some people it can be a difficult transition. And so, um, you know, one thing I've been working on and I've you know, been fortunate to have, you know, other members of my community, you know, um, um, to help me kind of navigate through these issues of, you know, learning to integrate, you know, which is not assimilate. Assimilate means you lose. Uh, oh, that's right. You know, yeah. uh, integrate meaning, you know, taking what serves you from um, both cultures that you're in, right? So obviously I'm Filipino American um, and I'm very proud of, you know, the history and, and, and the culture um, of, of my family and my people. But at the same time, you know, uh, I was born, you know, uh, in Michigan. So if you're telling me, you know, what's home, what, what are my earliest memories, you know, it, it's not of, you know, um, cheap knees and, and palm trees, you know, it's, it's, it's snow, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, suburban shopping malls and, and all that. Right. Um, and, and, you know, there's value um, in, in both of the experiences. And, and I think, especially when you um, enter the working world as an adult, it's learning, you know, how to be comfortable um, and being proud of all uh, aspects of your identity. Wow, very, very challenging, uh, you know, uh, youth background, but um, you're able to uh, integrate. <laughs> That's the term. That's the co um, correct term for that, integrate. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I also heard blend in. I mean, you know, which is, those are some terms that I hear uh, um from different Filipinos trying to, uh, you know, um, face the challenges and, um, yeah, so to blend in, just be part of the community and, and that's it. I mean, of course, we all have our own uh, story of challenges, you know, 
growing up, um, just the everyday life. You'll never know what's going to happen the, the moment you step out of the house. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that, Attorney Mark. And also, thank you for that question, um, Rusty Lopez. Very interesting. Okay, so let's go to our topic, data privacy. Um, you know, I when we say data privacy, we're, we're actually thinking about data and then privacy. I mean, how important it is right now, especially, of course, uh, is, is there anyone here who's not on Facebook? I'm not sure because I know even... Even our Lolos and Lolas, you know, uh, they are they have Facebook account and and some of them are enjoying it. Some of them are just using it for to reach out to connect to other people that they've known in you know for a long time but haven't seen for a long time. So, uh, but we're we're posting a lot of information there. We're accessing uh, uh, emails anywhere on our phone. Um, I don't know, uh, computer at work or even in public libraries. So how safe are our uh, information uh, out there? So let's more learn more about that uh, from attorney Mark. So I guess um, well, let's start talking about pri data privacy or you want to talk about electronic um, discovery first? Oh, well, I mean, the, the kind of the reason why I also, you know, um, mentioned electronic discovery is sort of sort of that's, I think the longest time that I've spent uh, as a lawyer kind of in, in that in that area and, and just really quickly, um, it relates to kind of managing the digital information for for clients um, that are, you know, facing litigation or are uh, conducting internal investigations. So so one, for example, let, let's say um, you're a company and you get sued. Um, uh, the court, you know, there's a court order where, you know, both sides have to uh, exchange evidence, you know, records so that each side can build their case. Right. So, um, as the law firm, uh, our job is to, um, produce, um, uh, the, the information that's being requested in, in that order. Uh, and if you're talking about any, you know, a large modern company, um, that information is, is pretty much digital. So, and, and there's a large volume of it, you know, we're talking not, not, not um, gigabytes, but even terabytes of information, yeah. right? So it's very technical, you know, we engage, you know, uh, other consultants and vendors to first um, identify, um, you know, where the data is uh, in the company and then um, to collect it. So basically taking that data from, the, the devices, uh, the employees' devices, the, the company servers, uh, and the like, um, and then, you know, um, processing it in a format that's easily, you know, readable, um, and then um, a large amount of time is reviewing it. So th mm -hmm. this is where it gets really expensive, right, um, where you might have a deadline, a really tight deadline, and you might have to, you know, throw a bunch of contractors on there who are licensed attorneys, you know, um, to make sure that um, you are only producing uh, what's relevant to the case mm -hmm. and that you're not actually also including um, records that are, you know, um, privileged, right, um, or are other or trade secrets or, or other kind of um, sensitive information that doesn't advance the case has nothing to do with it. So okay. um, 
I, I've spent a lot of time kind of just, you know, being sort of that project manager uh, and making sure um, that um, what we what goes out the door um, is precisely what is being asked of us um, and that we are not um, disclosing, you know, you know, anything um, that we shouldn't. Yeah, actually, my question uh, related to that is um, uh, what if uh, you inadvertently uh, shared information that you shouldn't be sharing? Can you take that one back? So kasi maraming mga nanonood sa atin na, so ano yung binibigay mo sa mga, sa other parties? Are you giving too much or are you giving just what is, what you're supposed to give? And what if nagkamali ka? You made a mistake. Okay. You sent out an information that you're not supposed to. What's going to happen? Sure. So, um, you know, there is, um, you know, a court order, um, you know, um, uh, a request, right, uh, uh, for information. And it's very specific on and what is being demanded, right? Yes. Um, so pretty much uh, if it's, you know, most, most information gave out, once it's out the door, it's out the door. Um, mm -hmm. If it is covered by attorney-client privilege, though, which is, you know, um, communications that are protected, right? Because um, they're with an attorney who is giving legal advice. Um, in some instances, uh, you can um, make a motion and 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 so or, or claw it back, as they say, um, and take back that um, that um, privileged uh, data. But you know th that this is sort of, sort of also the subject of. Uh, of nego negotiations uh, between the different parties, uh, basically mm -hmm. to make sure that there's an agreement beforehand, that there's a process um, to um, to retrieve, you know, th those those privileged documents. So that's why our job is really important, you know, that we get it right the first time. Yes, of course, but you know, sometimes we make mistakes. At least there's uh, a, re a solution to that. So, and it's very important for for If you are uh, transacting business or talking to your attorneys, know when is it going to be uh, uh, confidential or privileged, um, so that you know how much information you're giving out as, as well, because it's, it's very important. Um, I know that uh, some people there they're hesitant to share information to their attorneys because they're thinking that what if, you know, um, the attorney will uh, share that information. So, because if we want, as, an, as attorneys, we want our clients to tell us the truth because that's how we can advocate for you. So that's why there's, don't worry, there's uh, uh, the privileged communication that we're not supposed to share. But, uh, you know, uh, you need to know that as well. Sa mga nanonood sa atin ngayon. Huwag matakot na lumapit sa mga abogado, sa mga lawyers ninyo, natutulong sa inyo sa case. Kaya maging, uh, maging honest lang din kayo in giving information. Kasi um, we, we won't be able to advocate 100% for you if you're not telling us the truth. Yon, di ba? <laughs> okay. So, Attorney Mark, um, we have mentioned about uh, work emails, you know. Why is it that we should not be using our work email for personal uh, business? Sure. Uh, so I think this may be the scenario that maybe um, maybe most of your listeners can relate to. Um, mm -hmm. Let's say you're working at a company, uh, you get your work email, uh, and of course, uh, you're supposed to only use it for work business. You, you, I mean, you probably have some sort of email usage policy at the company. But, you know, in reality, uh, you know, people, um, they get careless. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, they get lazy about, you know, switching, you know, to their personal uh, and they might use that work email to do their personal business or or use it for personal communications. Um, 
I will say as the uh, attorney who's in charge of collecting the company emails to turn over to the opposing party, mm-hmm. um, those work emails, you know, they, they don't belong to you. You know, that's the company's property. You know, it's their, it's their email, you know, it's, it's their, it's their domain on there. Right. So you have no expectation of, yeah. of privacy in those communications. And, and I'll just tell you that over the years, I've seen everything, right. That people can, um, inappropriately uh, use those communications for, right? So very embarrassing things. Um, <laughs> uh, you can let your imagination run wild. People have, have, have used their work email for it. Or on the other side, even the most boring, you know, your, your Amazon, you know, purchases. Purchases, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Like what you're buying uh, online. <laughs> pictures of your family vacations, you know, baby pictures. Um, I'll just put it this way, you know, um, that if you do not want a random attorney reading that, um, you need to, you know, separate those types of communications. Keep keep that personal stuff personal uh, because uh, the work emails, because they belong to the company, they could potentially be discoverable, meaning that they are can be subject to the discovery process, right? So like if I'm working for, you know, um, I don't know, an auto manufacturer, and, um, you know, there is some sort of defect, somebody sues over it, there's a class action, uh, maybe this is 10 years later, I've, I'm no longer with the company, but maybe I was on the team mm-hmm. that worked on, you know, the component that that's at issue well that's discoverable right because that is relevant to the lawsuit um and so you know um your your uh your work emails you know if you were part of that team um they are they are discoverable so um the attorneys can review those you know um and and um, not just attorneys, you know, in the firm, but any consultants and vendors, uh, they may um, they may hire to help them with the litigation. So um, so just you know be um, be careful, you know, and and be responsible with with your with your email use. Um, and of course, you know, like I said, a, a lot of companies, you know, they have you know. Uh, specific policies anyway about you know what's what appropriate use is so yeah well also um you have to sign an agreement that you'll you'll you know that you know that your communication using the, your work email is not private so you don't have any expectation of privacy so they're serious about that when you see that in your contract on your contract you sign that of course you have no choice to sign it because you, you want to be hired so um yeah that's uh, that is very true that they can access your information so there's no expectation of privacy and when attorney mark is saying discoverable that means uh the other party when there's a suit the other party may ask for those information and uh, the your company will have to share that to uh, the other party because it's discoverable. They can, so that's why you be very careful with how how you're using your uh, work email. Um, uh, my question is uh, just curious about uh, 
because here we're talking about data privacy. No, some people they use hotspots, Wi-Fi. You know, how safe are uh, are we when we use public Wi-Fi or um, hotspots? Um, do you have any uh, information related to that? Yeah, we should we should be pretty we should be very careful about using you know uh, public public Wi-Fi, um, you know because a lot of times those aren't secure um, methods of communications, and so uh, you know people with ill intent right can intercept um, the communications and the data right uh, that you're being that's being transmitted over over that Wi-Fi network, um, and so right if you're you, you can name it right if you're banking online or you're at the airport, you know, or, you know, um, any of your logins to any of your personal accounts for the different, um, you know, um, websites and, and accounts that you use, um, you know, that's, that's vulnerable to, to being intercepted. Um, and, and of course, and, and who knows what, what they'll do with that information afterwards. See, that's a scary part because we we love free stuff, right? So, yeah. oh, there's a Wi-Fi. And if you go to a cafe and then there's a Wi-Fi, we tend to use the Wi-Fi. We turn off our LTE and then you know, we connect to the Wi-Fi because it's free. And then we start using our emails, or Facebook, social media accounts. So, you know, um, yeah, just, just know that if you use public Wi-Fi that you might be sharing some information. So be very careful. Like what Attorney Mark just mentioned, um, yeah, they might have access or, you know, they might get information, acquire information through the use of their Wi-Fi. So not don't use it. <laughs> I don't know. Use it, but you know, just be careful with information that you are giving out during that time you're using their Wi-Fi, I guess. That's uh, you know, that's the same thing. There are other tools you can use, you know, which might be getting, you know, a little technical like VPNs. Um, oh, yeah. in certain companies even, right? Like, you know, um, like like firms, you know, will, will require you to log into a VPN so it's a little bit more secure. Um, you know, because of any potential sensitive uh, information you might be transmitting, you know, while you're online. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So just remember, of course, um, you know, there are a lot of uh, levels of security. So just make sure you have those. I'm not sure what else other than VPN, but yeah, maybe I'm pretty sure there are some more there. So uh, what else that we need to know about um, important things that we need to know when it comes to data privacy? Attorney Mark. Sure. So, you know, just really broadly, right, you know, um, there are different laws that that govern data privacy. Um, you know, right now we don't have a comprehensive federal law. So, um, you know, we have um, uh, state laws, for example, that could govern, you know, um, uh, how businesses um, collect uh, and use and share uh, that data. So, um you know, you, you do have to be proactive, I think, for, for a lot of these situations to, to make sure that um, uh, your uh, privacy is being protected. So, you know, really quick things you could do, right? You mentioned, you know, social media. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, as I think we've all found out is that, um, you know, a lot of these platforms, you know, um, can share uh, your information with third parties and advertisers. Um, so, you know, if you want to be extra careful about that, just be regular about going into your privacy settings, um, and making sure that you're, that you're comfortable with what this, what, what the default or what 
what the setting is currently, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously for something like Facebook, you know, um, I, I would caution about, you know, you know, leaving your settings on, on, on public, you know, um, because, you know, who, who, you know, especially if you're sharing, you know, personal information on there, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, there are hackers um, and other parties who can easily will scroll through, you know, your posts. And let's say, you know, um, you mentioned something about your parents, right? Yeah. Well, for some people, right? Uh, your like your mother's maiden name is a common, you know, um, security question or password, you know, um, they can use, you know, some of these personal details that you freely share to then uh, maybe try to access other parts of you online and kind of put connect the dots um, so they can, you know, um, get into your accounts, impersonate you and things like that. So um, definitely I'd be wary about, you know, leaving everything private. Um, Also very important, right, is is your passwords, Um, is um, make sure that you have a strong, strong passwords, right, for all your accounts. So, you know, um, make sure that the longer, the better, Mm -hmm. Um, make sure, have a use of numbers and special characters as well. Um, but, but also, you know, um, another tool that kind of, you know, above that is um, you may want to consider a, a password manager. So, you mm-hmm. know, that program that automatically generates a random password for you every time uh, you use uh, the website. Uh, so you don't have to remember a password. Um, and, and so, you know, generally um, kind of the, the, the industry folks um, say that that's a good practice and, and those uh, managers, manager programs tend to be pretty reliable. So, so that's uh, another thing uh, you can use um, to, uh, to, protect, uh, to protect yourself. Um, we already mentioned, you know, avoiding uh, public uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, you see somebody else hotspots, something like that. Yeah, Is that yeah. also safe? Uh, uh, well, if you trust them, if you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you say don't save passwords? Because I do that a lot. I mean, you know, it's hard to remember those very, very long passwords with all the letters of the alphabets and numbers and characters. Right. Well, that's that's what the password manager takes care of. Okay. You know, um, uh, it's a secure method of um, of logging in, uh, which again uh, takes away the burden from you for having to, you know be always vigilant about that. Um, related to that, of course, is you definitely also want to enable um, multi-factor authentication mm-hmm. or um, it's sometimes it's also called two, was it two-step two, verification? Yeah, yes, yes, two-step verification. Yeah. So so basically that means, you know, when you log in uh, to a website or an app um, for the first time um, on, a, on a new device, um, it will require you to um, submit another a piece of information, uh, such as, um, you know, through, uh, receiving a, a separate code, um, via text message, or they call you or, um, you know, going on your phone to, to approve the login. Um, and that's just an extra uh, layer of security, um, to, 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 to minimize the risk of your accounts being compromised. 
Wow, there's so many tips that you shared. Um, definitely, I, I, I'm familiar with a lot of them, but um, I'm not sure our audience. And so maybe uh, just remember what um, Attorney Mark uh, gave you. But of course, um, we have questions here. We're, we're going to address the questions after uh, a short break. And of course, Attorney Mark will talk about his community involvement once we come back. All right, so let's pause for a short break. Hi, we are so pleased to be with you. Thank you for being with us. We want to invite you to be uh, part of the Difusión Latina, a Portal de Fe. We are the Spanish Ministry of Roof Chamber Radio, and we are so blessed to be with uh, these guys all around the world. Please be with us on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we would love very much uh, to know how God is blessing you, and please come along and support us. God bless you, and see you then. And we're back. Yes, we're still here. So, usapang of the record, kasama pa rin natin si Attorney Mark Calaguas. And we have questions um, for, I guess, for Attorney Mark. So, let's uh, put that on the screen, please. All right. So, from uh, Attorney Orly, our design, um, he, he's, he asked, do you suggest you use practice management software in firm practice? I guess you kind of mentioned about a little bit about that uh, before the break. Do you want to add something more to that? Um, you know, I think it just depends on um, kind of your, your practice and, and you know, um, what you need to outsource, you know. Um, um, so right now, I, I, you know, I'm not familiar with um, kind of some of those programs. They just, um, I don't need to use them in my day-to-day -day work. So, um, you know, um, you know there, there's, there's, I think there's lots of uh, resources, you know, um, kind of outside research you can do. Uh, to find out, you know, which ones um, are appropriate for you. Okay, well, thank you for uh, that uh, answer, Attorney Mark. And we have one more question. Uh, he uh, he followed up. Uh, why is it that there are so many privacy certification? Like, I don't even know what are the CIPP slash US, uh, CIPP slash E, CIPM. What are the differences of these certifications? Are you familiar with all these? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, um, the International Association of Privacy Professionals, or the IAPP, mm -hmm. um, issues uh, several certifications to demonstrate your proficiency in, um, in privacy. So um, uh, the CIPP US basically uh, certifies that, you know, you have a foundational background in US privacy mm -hmm. law um, and procedures. Uh, CIPPE um, relates to EU laws, um, which they have, you know, their own separate and very comprehensive and, and, and in many ways, a little bit stricter, um, privacy regulations. So, you know, if you are looking to work for a company that does a lot of business, uh, in the EU, or if you yourself, you know, have European clients, you know, mm -hmm. that might be something you would consider. And then the CIPM, uh, stands for Certified Information Privacy Manager. So mm -hmm. that's more the operational side, right? So how, you know, those other two are more kind of law-based, but now it's like, how do I um, implement those laws um, into practice, you know? Um, so that relates to things like, um, how do I, you know, inventory my... Um, digital assets, you know, mm -hmm. um, how do I set up workflows, you know, for my company um, that you can easily um, determine what kind of um, 
data you're collecting, where are yeah. you storing it, how long are you storing for, and things like that. So, um, so it all kind of depends on what kind of roles in uh, in the privacy space um, you might want, you know, to to break into. Uh, and certainly, um, there's nothing stopping you from getting all of them um, because you know there is a fellowship of information privacy which you get if you, you, you know, get, get the legal certifications and the, and the, the technical certifications as well. Okay. So the more, the better, <laughs> the more certification, because <laughs> you'll never know when you're going to use it. Right. So just might as well. <laughs> well, you know, you know, um, I think one distinction is, you know, do you want to be more on the technical side? Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah. because the great thing about privacy is, it's a it's an industry where you can enter through different career paths, right? So obviously, um, if you're an attorney and you have a background in in the privacy laws, that's obviously um, one very important function. Mm -hmm. But you know, people also come through software engineers, right? Like the 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 the, the technicians who design um, the 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 workflows, you know. Um, uh, they will come in through, you know, the, the IT space or even marketing, you know, um, marketing is subject to a lot of privacy rules, you know, advertising. So, so advertising sure, yeah. can find uh, privacy roles there as well. Wow. Very informative. I know that uh, there could be more questions, but we don't have much time. I really wanted you to talk about your community involvement. This is where I'm really excited to learn more about uh, what you do for the community. What do you do, uh, you know, as part of the Infala, the Fala Chicago? So, yeah, um, tell me more about your community involvement and how are we, how are you helping the Filipino community uh, by doing all this, uh, um, you know, uh, community involvement in different organizations? Sure, I'm really excited about this uh, because I think there's a lot of great information to share with the public. So, uh, as you um, as you mentioned, um, I'm um, a founding board member of Anfala. Yes. So um, we are actually celebrating our 10th anniversary uh, this year. So uh, we are the umbrella, you know, organization for the Filipino American legal profession. Uh, we have 16. Um, local affiliates right now, including one there in Texas. The yes. Texas American or TFAB. The, the TFAB, yes. TFAB, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, and that's also comprised, right, of um, over 1,300 individual members. So uh -huh. basically we provide networking for attorneys at all career levels. Um, and we provide mentorship for law students, you know, through, you know, career, um, career networking advice, scholarships, um, and then we also, of course, do advocacy, right? So we work to get, uh, you know, uh, Phil Ams in, pos in positions of leadership um, mm -hmm. in, the, in, in, in the profession, you know, both in the private sector. So we're talking about, you know, um, upper management of, of law firms, uh, but also in public service, right? Public, so, that's so interesting. Yeah. Getting judges. You know, we need, we need our judges on the bench, you know, either elected or appointed, um, other public servants. Um, so, for example, uh, you know, this past year, uh, Anfala was very active in um, in promoting the candidacy of Rob Bonta uh, for his appointment to California Attorney General. Wow! Yeah, you're you're 
and yeah. follow us there. Yes. Yeah. So that meant, you know, signing on and, and recommending and endorsing um, Attorney General Bonta. And of course, um, that was a successful effort and very, we're very happy about that. Um, and then, you know, another big thing that we are lobbying for, right, is, is for our uh, World War II veterans who still um, have not, you know, they were they're still waiting. Yeah, 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 they're still waiting. So so one is we want to get the Rescission Act uh, repealed, uh, which mm. basically, you know, um, was signed um, uh, very soon after World War II basically, you know, um, taking back a lot of the, uh, you know, the benefits and the promises yeah. that, that they were, um, that they were entitled to. So, so, you know, um, we have, you know, unfortunately a, a dwindling number of our living vets and we just want to make it right for them, you know, uh, while they're still with us. Um, yes. So, so nfala.com, uh, uh, is the website there. So if you are an attorney, um, please do, um, join us. Um, Obviously, you know, uh, since the pandemic, we've been doing a lot of online programming. Uh, so, you know, we'll have, you know, we'll continue to have that for you. Uh, and then, of course, as our, you know, public health situation changes, you know, um, you know, we're, we're getting back to some in-person events as well. Um, and especially if you are in any of the 16 areas where there is a local presence, uh, we do connect you to those organizations as well. Now reach out, reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one, the filter, can you please uh, tell us about this filter? Because I'm really uh, sharing, you know, the, the words to our uh, leaders in the community here in Texas. Sure. Uh, so I'm really excited about this as well. Um, Philpro uh, is also celebrating its 10th anniversary this wow. year. Yeah. Um, it started off as, well, we already mentioned, you know, as a program um, you know, to send um, rising young leaders, you know, to the Philippines to establish those connections. Um, as I've mentioned, though, um, we are now um, expanding um, our offerings to the community. So again, if you go to philpro.org, uh, you can learn how to become a member um, and, you know, participate uh, in programming. Um, and the thing about philpro, though, is that uh, every industry and profession is represented. Um, we are all about um, sharing uh, knowledge and skills from different industries, um, particularly ones, for example, right, where there are still very few Filipinos, where we're underrepresented, which mm -hmm. means um, for a lot of, of people, it means they're the only one that looks like them in the room, you know, when... Yeah, when that feeling, you know. Right? <laughs> Um, we want to provide a platform to um, help folks, you know, um, navigate through that. And, you know, um, personally, right, I mean, I think a lot of us who are second generation, um, I think our parents who maybe, you know, found success because they were in certain professions, mm -hmm. healthcare, for example, is a big one, yes. um, you know, they were recruited here. Uh, because there was a need, right, um, for healthcare right. workers, for example. And then now when they're raising their own children, um, they don't want their kids to kind of, you know, go through um, that, you know, th that kind of struggle. And so maybe they'll push them to, you know, uh, uh, medicine or nursing yeah. uh, because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a stable, you know, and it's what enabled them, right, to provide for their family. But of course, 
there is a lot of tension though, if you're second generation, because now you've grown up here in America and there's actually so many different other um, career paths that are open to you and it can be scary, right? Uh, maybe, maybe your family's not on board with it or, you know, mm -hmm. they're concerned for you. They're generally concerned, you know, um, we want to connect you with other Filipinos, Filipino Americans who have maybe made their way through these different other industries so we can share their lessons, so we can make it less scary, less risky, right? So yes. whether, I mean, um, do you want to go into fashion? Do you want to become a mm -hmm. poet? Be a marine biologist? You know, do you want to go into journalism? Um, you know, we need Filipinos in every single industry, you know? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, time and time again, you know, how many times have you heard, like, why is there no Filipino this? Why is there no mm -hmm. Filipino that? Yeah. Well, I, I think we need to come together as a community and support um, our, our, our our young folks who are considering, you know, um, blazing the trails in these different industries, you know, and, and supporting them, you know, in, in, in pursuing their dreams. So um, as PhilPro, we want to make that more of a reality or help them get to that reality um, sooner. Yeah, very, very good intention, very good goals. Actually, um, yeah, I, I, I really wanted to see a lot of more Filipinos um, participating in, uh, in Philpro or any other programs that, you know, uh, help them to find their, um, to, to, to enhance their talents. It's already there. Um, but a lot of us are scared because we don't know. We know nothing about it, and it's very scary. So the good thing about all these organizations like Philpro and Fala and others, um, you only need to have that lakas ng loob to do it, take the risk, and find the right connection. Find the right connection because they're, they're there to support you. So don't be scared to try and be in another industry, not just, you know, medical field. Because as Filipinos, um, we could do more. We can be more, you know. You could be a nurse and a doctor and an attorney at the, at the same time, you know. You'll never know. So, like, I, uh, you know, like, if, you, if you're interested in music, you can be an attorney and a musician at the same time. So don't be scared to, uh, to seek out um, opportunities out there and find uh, support from others who have already been there and willing to support you or mentor you as well. Thank you very much, Attorney Mark. Thank you for sharing your insights here today. I know that we have uh, very limited uh, time, but I think we shared so much information, very infor uh, informational, informative, uh, and very helpful to others. Who knows when you're going to need this information? So, um, yeah, seek out uh, support, ask questions. You know where to find, how to connect or contact attorney um, uh, like Mark. For, for, for the Houston folks there, uh, very relevant, uh, May 26th. Yeah. PhilPro will have an uh, in-person networking event uh, at Be More Pacific uh, at, uh, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. So, oh, you're going to be there. That's close. We just, no, I'm not. I'm, I, unfortunately, you're no. not going to be there. <laughs> um, but our, our president, um, Lizelle Tangla, will be there. Um, awesome. and May 26th, right? Yeah. 
be more Pacific. Yeah, they, I love the food there. They're, it's really good. The fusion of Asian, of, of the of Filipino food and others. It's so good. It's a very nice place. And I'm I very excited. So, you know. So I'm going to share this information as well. So if you have a flyer, you know, feel free to share it with me and I can share it with others here as well. Um, yeah. And if you have any questions for me, go to our website, legaldecentlaw.com or call 713-936-2889. Thank you so much. Lahat ng mga nanood at nakinig sa ngayon. Um, sana marami king natutunan. Maraming maraming salamat, Attorney Mark. Uh, wala na tayong oras, kaya naman <laughs> um, ang masasabi ko lang, eh, salamat. Salamat din kay Fenji sa ating technical support uh, ngayon. And of course, uh, sa lahat ng mga nakikinig at nanonood, sana ay patuloy nyo kaming saman at uh, uh, maki, maki, maki uh, comment, maki questions na dyan because that's how we're gonna learn more from whatever, whoever is our guest. Um, yes, and I'll see you next week sa isa na namang usapang off the record. Uh, this is Eileen. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Bye and be safe. Thank you.